Hi guys, I'm so excited. Well, we are so excited to finally say Sour Candy is finally back. I'm your host, Supath. And my name is Ang, and I'm the co-host. And today we have a very special guest with us who goes by the name of Phoebe. So if you could please introduce yourself to everyone in there. <laughs> in there, in there. Hi guys, I'm Phoebe. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. It's my first podcast, so yeah, I feel honored. Thank you. Um, so I guess about me, like my life has changed a lot in the past year from being employed, kind of hating my job to leaving my job, traveling for a bit and now working for myself. So yeah, I feel like my life has really changed for the better. And I recently started a community of women called Women on a Mission for other women who really want to just like change up their lives and they're ready for a change. So yeah. Wow. That that is quite a change. Um, so how how was the transition from being employed and working under someone and now you're independent? Is is the transition quite scary or like how how have you been feeling? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think now I think vision is always twenty twenty with hindsight, right? So I think mm. now I'm like, oh, no brainer. I'm so glad I made the the transition and I made the jump. Um, obviously, when I was doing it, I was like. I didn't do it for such a long time. I was thinking about it for like a year and I didn't do it because I was paralyzed with fear. But yeah, I think now I've done it, I'm grateful. Um, I'm not that risk averse. So I'm the type of person that I'd rather like take a risk and have like a bit of instability if it means that I'll actually have the life I want rather than staying somewhere that's like supposed to be comfortable but I know it's not where I'm supposed to be. Mm. So yeah, um, ups and downs, but overall I'm like, I'm really happy. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change it. So, so how how's the woman in the mission going? Women on a mission. <laughs> um, I know that you had the first one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, we had our first get together yesterday, um, and I think it was great. It was a really good turnout, um, and it's just crazy to see that so many women from like different age ranges, like from twenty two all the way to thirty four, like we all have the same issues. So it was nice to have that space where we could just, you know, open up, be vulnerable about our like romantic issues, our like life purpose and not knowing if our job's the right job for us um, and like what we're actually supposed to be doing to feel fulfilled. So, yeah, I think it was good. Many more events to come. So. I guess we're going to be invited on the next one. Uh, I mean, it's I women heard, on the uh-huh. mission. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can yeah, dress up, guys. Yeah. I can dress up. We'll have to create our own one. Yeah, but I think it's just sometimes hard to, yeah, like open up, be vulnerable about those things. I think especially because no one really asks. Like when people are like, how are you? If you actually go into like, I'm not okay, like, you know, people are going to be like, it's too much. You're just supposed yeah. to say fine and keep keep it moving. So I don't I don't think people really make that space on a day-to-day basis for people to just open up. So when, you, when, when you're not okay, um, when someone says, oh, are you okay? You, you don't, why do you think you, you're not, <clears throat> you don't like open up? Is it, is it? For me, I mean, it'll be different for everyone. For me, it's like, I don't actually think they want to know. So maybe- Oh, it's just, it's just like one of those conversation starters. It's just like, when, I, when I'm asking you, oh, you're right. Mm. I'm not asking, like, yeah, I'm you're expecting you to yeah, like- exactly, yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Do you, do you find it easy? If I say, oh, you know, Supath, how are you? You go, oh, you know what, man? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting, I'm sad. I'm, are you just gonna- I, well, yeah. Well, firstly, I would say, it depends who's asking and how much time I have to conversate with that person. But no, no, like most of the time, it'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. But if I'm really not okay, I would say, like if it's a family or if it's a friend, I would just say, oh, like, no, nah, I am, 
I'm not actually like um, I think before I used to say oh, I'm okay because I was the type of guy that would like keep things to himself and like do it, it's just I think it's the it's the mentality that oh like even if I pour my heart out to you and just say oh this is this is what's going on I don't think whatever you say will help my situation mm. so there's no point mm. um, but yeah like normally I'll just say it's easier to say okay than than having to like dig up and then in your own head and then just say oh like but what's wrong with me but do you reckon just opening up to someone actually helps you yeah, though what me personally yeah um yeah well I'm, I'm still learning to be vulnerable and i'm still learning to like not pretend everything's okay when everything's not okay but mm. it's um it takes it takes a lot of work to just be like i mean there, there are there are situations where like i've I've um, expressed like, oh, like I am going through this, or like I'm having difficulties with this, and the, and the other person's not. It's it doesn't they don't say the right things to mm-hmm. to like help me to calm me down or like to 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 you know to maybe the answer I'm, like sometimes even I don't know what I expect of them to say. Mm-hmm. So I like it's it, it's hard. <clears throat> what about you? What would you think? Cause I mean, I mean, you've you've like I've when I'm like down and like I call you and like I it's easier for me to explain it to you mm. and then sometimes I feel like I, I don't know if I want this person to listen to me or give me advice or like I don't know what I'm expecting but sometimes mm. I just want to be heard mm-hmm. and then there are times where like oh I, I'll say what's wrong with me and then I instantly feel better after saying it out without you having to say a word back at me but I guess it depends some people want to say what's wrong with them and then expect like an advice but some mm-hmm. people just want to be heard and just like get it off their chest yeah and it's hard to open up yeah like nah. you said if someone's asking like hey are you okay like if someone's just like going past in are you okay like if you manage or someone or like your friend you're not going to be like no and i'm going through this <laughs> <laughs> imagine imagine a normal scenario hey Subhat, how you doing ah let's have a seat yeah <laughs> it's, you know it's just it's just going really bad uh, yeah that'll, that'll be it I guess it has to be in the right setting for you to actually open yeah. up to someone with and the just right person as well. With the right way. person and stuff. Well, <laughs> the coast is done. Coast is done. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Because I think there's almost like different levels. Like I'm, I don't. Well, tell me if you think this is a thing. But I'm really good at being vulnerable with myself. So like I go through like reflection questions to really understand how I'm feeling. I think some people find that alone uncomfortable. So I'm cool with that. Like I can be totally honest with myself but i think it's like sharing that with other people like kind of to your point like what am i expecting this person Mm. to to say like i I don't really know if they care i saw this um this meme on instagram or like this thing on instagram the other day where it's like british culture is so um like unsupportive like you can open up to your friend they're like oh i'm mad i swear oh it gets like and it's just so like yeah (laughs) like a mug for opening up because it's like just not the response you're hoping for. So I just don't like that feeling when I've opened up and someone's just like, oh, mad. It's like... Yeah, I feel like it's... Were you going to say something? Carry on. Um, It's... If you were to open up to me, like, years ago, I'd probably... I can can see... Like, sometimes people just don't know how to react when you've got... When when someone throws so much emotional baggage at you. You just Mm. don't know how to react. And maybe like someone saying, "Oh, swear down, that's mad, blah blah." It's just a natural way of being like. Especially, especially if you've, <coughs> if that person hasn't gone through that similar situation, <coughs> so yeah. it's just something completely new to them, mm. and then it's just like, 
what do I say to this person? You know, you don't want to say the wrong thing because obviously at that point in time, the reality of the matter is the per- that person is going through so much, mm. and then best reaction is, oh, <laughs> god damn, <laughs> god damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, should we try and define it though? Because like, what does it mean to you then to be vulnerable? To to be vulnerable is to be, in a way, yourself, like your true self. I feel mm. like. When you're vulnerable, that's when... Because if, you, if you're not vulnerable, you can't really express yourself in a way that's true to yourself. Because when you're vulnerable, you sort of like peel layers and you're not afraid to know who you are inside inside your head. Mm. And then... But it's also s- scary being vulnerable because mm. you don't know how... You don't know how people are going to perceive you as... Or like you don't know... It's, it's scary in a way... Um, I guess it's much more easier for us, well, for you to be like, oh, I want to be vulnerable. But when you're actually in that moment and when you're trying to open up to someone, you can't, You well, for me, like, <coughs> I immediately think, oh, wow, should I say this? Yeah, yeah. You know? And then, and and then the worst thing is probably regretting you being vulnerable to the right, to the wrong person. But where is that coming from? Like, what are you regretting? Regretting being open or like s- someone seeing a side of you that you don't want to they don't deserve to see maybe mm, that's interesting um but in, in general it is scary i mean it's scary in a sense that it's scary enough to just go inwards and and ask yourself questions and find out who you are and just like dig deep mm. and that is scary itself but it's just i feel like most people and even me sometimes don't want to do that because it's just it, it gets too real mm. almost mm. And it, and it's hard. That's why you see people sweeping under the rug like so many. I feel like it's, it's like it's like him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not taking a <laughs> shot. <coughs> I wasn't even you thinking of him. About this the no, other day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, nah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> people like anger. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I know personally. I know so many people. Like not just in my personal life, but the way I see like like i think we discussed this like ages ago but like when pe- when you would ask someone something and then as soon as they find something uncomfortable or they're triggered they would make a joke and that's their defense mm-hmm. mechanism and so many people do that and it's like like i said it ties into what i said earlier it's so hard to like dig deep and like work through your insecurities or like <coughs> what what's making you or, or your trauma in general that people just like to have a good time and not do that instead if that makes sense like you'd rather go out and party and drink or like watch netflix or watch something just to distract yourself mm-hmm. from doing that do you know what they say they say that if you i don't know how true this is but they they say it um who's they, they? You, uh, they the internet, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> who's they oh, who's them <laughs> um they say that if you uh like a sign that you haven't really healed something is if like if someone brings it up and you like want to cry or like yeah. you, you can't talk about it then it's like unhealed. Yeah. So it's almost like if that comes up, then you need to almost like dig deeper yeah. in that area. Yeah. And I had that area for myself. Um, yeah. Like there was this, okay. No, okay. There was this, um, like when I would go to therapy, I've had so many therapists, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> How many was it again? Uh, maybe like 12 or 15. <laughs> nah, 12, 12 <laughs> Okay, over the course of like five years, I've like tried lots of different, like some of them were just like one session, yeah, one yeah, session, right, one session. Right. There was this one se- one therapist that I saw for a long time, mm. and it was every time she would ask me about this specific topic, topic I'd be like close to tears, and I don't cry in front of <clears> people. <throat> like I don't remember the last time I actually like cried in front of someone, 
so it, there was that that one topic that like she would bring up and i just couldn't talk about it mm. then i realized that oh, i i told people like oh, i'm an open book ask me anything mm. but don't ask me that like because yeah, i was yeah. and yeah so i guess in that area i realized that it was clearly like unhealed it still is to be honest mm. um yeah and, I, and like now i'm realizing the only way i can like move past that is to actually talk about it it's just like yeah. if i cry i cry like it's fine yeah i'm i'm well, I'm proud of you for going therapy first of all. Thank you. Um, five therapists. 15, I, I, <laughs> 15. Thera- oh, 15. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess you have to find the right person that <clears throat> can help you, right? Because, like, there's going to be so many people, as we said before, mm. are just going to, just there to get paid or mm. just, like, not, just listen to you and not say anything constructive or help yeah. you with it. Mm. They're just there for the sake of it. Yeah. You know and how we, yeah. sorry, you know how we talked about earlier saying, oh, like you'd go up to someone and say, oh, are you okay? And then someone would be like, no, I'm not. And then do this. Yeah. With therapists, it's hard to find a right therapist because even if you pour your heart out, some, like their response might not be something that you want to hear or something that is helping you at the moment. Because there's so many therapists. There's yeah. like one with like, um, I can't remember, but there's like different types. One with mm. relationship, one with your work, career, blah, blah. But it's, it is hard to find the right one as well, in my experience. Um, I went to a therapy. Uh, I went to a couple of sessions last year for like two or three months, I think. And um, it took me a while to find the right one. And <clears throat> even when I found the right one, it took me a couple of sessions to be like, oh, it's working. Because mm-hmm. the first two, I think, are just like, hey, tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your childhood. And childhood's a big one. Because um, yeah. from what I've learned from therapy is like everything starts from childhood. Everything stems from the attention, the love that you were given, or or lack of mm. love or attention that you had. Um, what whose whose um, love did you crave more? Were they, was it your mum, your parents? What kind of sibling were you? Were you the middle child? Were you the oldest? Or were you mm-hmm. the youngest? What kind of dynamic did you have within your family? What kind mm. of responsibilities did you have? It's, it all stems from those kind of environments that shape your that molds almost kind of like molds how you think from day to day and it still affects me and and <clears throat> i remember like um i when i sort of like understood and grasped the concept of like it all starts from the childhood and like the real work starts after you finish your therapy and then you go about your real life mm-hmm. and then you start picking like little things and yeah. it all makes sense and like everything starts connecting. I remember having a breakthrough once. It was it was in, well, before I had a breakthrough, I had like a breakthrough of my own and what breakthrough means is that when a knowledge that you has been given to you by a therapist. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really like given to you. I'd say it was almost like you it had reminds, it and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, unlocked. Yeah, yeah, unlocked, yeah. yeah. I would say, yeah, unlocked. So it's always there, but it's just, you, you just don't find it mm. until the work. Someone asks the right questions. Mm. Someone, yeah, that's why you go to the therapist and not your friends or family because <laughs> they won't ask, they will never yeah. ask you the right questions. Yeah, yeah. And so, so like, I, I, I was, I was on holiday, I was in Italy or somewhere and I remember like having a breakthrough and I just pulled out my notes app and just write, just journal for a bit, like, like good five minutes and then i was like oh I'm, i need to tell this to my therapist mm. so I, I, when i went when i came home and then i went to see my therapist and then this is why and then she was like she was like she's look, she looked at me like a proud mom and she's like oh like i'm so glad you figured this out on your own mm. without me having to say it and i remember like walking out and just like glowing like i was just so happy and just glowing like you could just see in my face and i was it, it all made sense mm. And that was such a powerful moment for me because it was like there was 
there was a lack of confusion of why I was the way I was and why am I like this? And I, I start connecting the dots mm-hmm. subconsciously, not even like trying to, but like it just did. And it helped me so much um, to not understand myself, but also like how I was as a son, as a partner, as a as a brother, as a, as a worker, like how I was to <coughs> other people and how they were to me. And then I started learning about boundaries and, and like, it, was, it just blew my mind so much. And now I look back and think, if, if someone's like contemplating about therapy, I'm always like, yes, you should. In fact, I feel, I feel like every, everyone should go, especially like parents. Mm. Um, <laughs> especially parents. Especially parents. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. parents should go to therapy so they don't pass down any traumas down to the kids. Mm. And there's so many unhealed traumas um especially with our parents um they didn't have their services or um they didn't have like therapy wasn't a thing mm. back in the day so it was just like oh man up or like you can't even show emotions so forget therapy but it was just yeah so going back i feel like everyone should go to therapy um i know that i i didn't go for a while because i wasn't convinced and also because i didn't want to pay mm, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think money is an issue as yeah. well but I, I looked at it and I was like, it's it's worth more than any holiday. It's worth more than anything I'd buy with that money. Because now I'm at peace. Like, you'd rather be at peace with yourself and go to a war with mm-hmm. everyone else than be peaceful with everyone else and go inside, go war inside your head. Um, so I think, I definitely think everyone should go therapy. How, how was your experience with a therapist? Uh, I think mine was similar. I think I definitely resonate with the idea that um, the real work is after. So it's like, if you're planning to go to therapy to say like, oh, you know, or thinking that a therapist is going to give you all the answers, like that's not therapy. Mm. Honestly, a a good therapist will ask you the right questions that will unlock that information that you didn't have or that breakthrough, um, as you said. So I think that was helpful for me. Like they asked the right questions. I think the second thing was that they kind of highlighted the things in my life that I just took as fact. Sometimes when you say something to someone like, oh, oh so I did this because of X, Y, Z. And they're like, but that there's, there's not a natural link. Yeah. There's obviously a belief you have. Yeah. So for example, like this was, this was the first time I, I had a therapist. Mm-hmm. I'll be a bit vulnerable since we're, you know, <laughs> we're talking about that now. Maybe all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The first time I had a therapist was because I was like really, really anxious. And like, the, it was the first time I had experienced like, anxiety low moods like i actually was having like suicidal thoughts for the first time in my life i'm like that's crazy um and this was when i was on my internship at like one of the big banks i won't say which Mm -hmm. one but like it's the one that everyone wants to work at Mm -hmm. um so i was in a good place on paper but a really bad place mentally um so i went to a therapist it was paid for by the bank so Mm -hmm. i didn't have to pay for it as a student um (coughs) And I would say things like, you know, like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this bank. I don't want to be a trader. Like, this is not what um, I want for my life. And she's like, so why are you here? I'm like, oh, because I need to get a good job, make money, take care of my mom, do this, do that. And, do that. and she's like, oh, like, you're saying all of this as if it's like, just facts. And like, yes, mm-hmm. you can want to take care of your mom. And you can, because my mom was a single mom. My dad died when I was a baby. So like, I feel like I almost owe her that. Cause she never got remarried. She always like prioritized us. So I always had that belief, like I need to, I need to give back to her. Um, so I was always like pushing myself in careers that I just did not want to be in because I was just like I have to make a lot of money. And then she helped me question that, and she's like, 
like it's, it's good that you have that drive but you don't need to base your whole life around making like doing things that you hate making mm. loads of money just so you can take like you can try and rearrange your life in a different way uh, maybe take a bit longer to make a load of money doing something you love and then like take care of your mom gradually and it was just like i had never actually stopped to think like why am i why am i like basically what you're saying like why am i like this yeah. what are the be- underlying beliefs that are driving my actions but she just like st- like actually challenged me and asked me the right questions so i was like oh wow i understand myself now like why i stayed in a job i hated for such a long time yeah, and like yeah. yeah so yeah see that's a breakthrough that I, I had this not like the exact same one but <clears throat> i could relate to you in terms of like how you feel after after like it all making sense in your head <coughs> yeah it's <clears throat> I'm, I'm happy for you man Thank you. Have you ever been to therapy, Ang? Um, I, I've been to therapy uh, when I was in university mm. uh, for a couple of sessions. But for me, it was, I guess it was the fact that I wouldn't say that she wasn't the right therapist. Mm. I think at that moment in my time, <coughs> I was just too in my head to even contemplate what was happening in the, in the therapy sessions. So whenever I went to it, it was good at that point in time. But when I went back Obviously, I probably didn't hear from you guys then about <laughs> doing the work outside of therapy. <laughs> but yeah, so um, in terms of contemplation, I never really had, like, as soon as I came back from therapy, after that moment of peace and whatever you wanted to talk about, and the camera is off. So I never really have those had those moments of reflection after. So I just go home, felt, felt peaceful like a little while, and then just back into that zone. So, yeah, I mean, it's the right questions that you have to do, I guess, and also just self-reflection, self-discovery. Yeah. And I know that you do a lot of contemplation and stuff like that. I literally schedule time. Yeah. I schedule have, like, time. contemplation yeah. time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> otherwise, I just don't do it. But. I mean, uh, we. <laughs> I always say that I do want to do it, but I never really take out the time to do it. Cause what, to I do a therapy? No, no, I mean, contemplation. Oh, contemplation. Um, therapy as well, I guess, um, as you guys said, hearing from you guys therapy is something that they do they do um i just remember they do offer like a first one off just to see like a one on one with the, mm-hmm. that person i think i'm not sure it depends yeah sometimes they do give yeah. you a consultation yeah. I, I i remember having one with like just a phone one um i think it was my second or something i remember like you'd ask me like how do you feel and then i would like i would say i would say how i feel and then he wouldn't he would just be like yeah this he would be like something like oh yeah it, it looks like you're like taking on so much and you're not doing things for yourself and that's maybe that's why you're not happy or like you're just like just doing putting not putting yourself first and then but then he wouldn't really ask me questions and he wouldn't like poke me he would mm. just he would just like kind of summarize what i said mm. which i which i know already and that I, I had like four or five sessions with him and I remember just thinking, dude, just say something. Just, just, <laughs> just give me something. I remember like just being so frustrated, and I, I and I just told him. And then he'd he'd be like, oh, like how do you think we're doing? <laughs> and then I would, at first I'd be like, yeah, like it is like you're helping me express myself, and like just like it's nice to talk to someone, blah blah. And then I got so fed up, and I was like, I don't like, I am not being helped. <laughs> I, Did you I, say that to him? No, yeah, I, I told him. I was oh, like, I got bold. to a point where like, I, I didn't even want to get to like call with on a, on a call with him, 
because I would it'd just be a waste of time. Like I'd rather like it, it, I'd rather speak to him, mm. and then he'd probably say something. <laughs> I know. That would help me. I don't think he meant it. Hey, I don't know what it is. I'm shooting a lot of shots here, mate. He probably said, "Damn, that's crazy." God damn, no, but like, ah. But I guess that's that's important in terms of finding the right therapist. Then, so kudos to you for going from one to fifteen. Like, I found a really good one right now, but she's like, she specializes. So this might be the way forward. You know, if you know a specific area in your life that you want to improve, maybe find someone who specializes in that area. So for me, it's my romantic relationships. I'm just gonna. So she's like an expert in like dating, love, like really understanding how your childhood has yeah. affected your attachment styles and how that affects you. And like as as you said, like as a partner, from that it all starts from the childhood, doesn't it? It all does, yeah. Yeah, it 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 like almost puts you in a box where not in a box, but like it it molds your personality and characteristics, like you. Are you avoidant? Are you attached? Mm. Are you like needy? Why are you needy? Mm. Because is it because you didn't get attention when you were growing up? But yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure. I'm sure like a lot of people are avoiding the work as well because after you find out that you have all of these attachments, <laughs> all of these things that stemmed from your childhood, mm. you still have the work to do after. Oh God, I was literally just saying. Yeah. That, that like. I think that's the like thing that people need to be careful about people be including me like just because you found out so <coughs> i'm anxiously attached apparently i thought i was avoidant but apparently i'm <laughs> the opposite i'm anxious <laughs> yeah. um but finding out that you have a certain personality type or you have a certain tendency yeah. does not mean you are stuck in that space mm-hmm. so just because i'm i've been anxious doesn't mean i can't be secure in my next relationship mm-hmm. so i think it's just like people need to be because people almost use yeah, it as a crutch yeah. or like an excuse yeah. like oh i'll yeah. just avoid it that's why i'm a lousy yeah. partner like no yeah. you can change i agree with you so much i feel like once you label yourself and once you accept mm. it depends like you can accept and be like all right this is why i need to change or like you can be and you can accept it and just be like this is why i am nothing nothing's going to change it mm. at the core i am anxious attachment like mm. that's like i can i can do this i can like go for walks meditation read books but at the core this is who i am mm. but then like you said you need to be careful because once you label that you you're basically putting yourself in a box that and and you might justify your like actions mm. whether it's good or bad and use that as an excuse and yeah. be like i'm a shit partner because i'm this and i'm sorry there's nothing this i can do because this, this is who i am yeah and my so child if, is if not my fault to you, please run yeah. like yeah. Yeah. so i i, I yeah I, I hate like labeling my like even myself like, i realize i understand this is who i am and maybe <clears throat> and this is why who this is the reason why i am who i am mm. but it's like you said you need to be careful when you give yourself label mm. and um yeah like like and, and then you said the the real work starts when you realize what's wrong with you and yeah what but you then need to do but, that's but then the a lot of people are when <coughs> when you know what's wrong <coughs> and you have the work to do right there's there's a lot of work mm-hmm. and yeah. when you see the mountain that you have to climb <laughs> and and I'm at, at exactly a secure yeah. person exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not talking about i'm saying like uh, talking about the mountain that you have to climb because you have to do the work mm-hmm. and a lot of people get scared because just <coughs> trying a little bit of that like you know because you're so down to your core you're that person that you've already s- accepted not accepted yeah. but you want to change but yeah. right at that moment in time you're identified as that person by yourself <coughs> so to change it takes a lot and lot of work so for you guys like how 
when you start in like would you have any advice for anyone that would be like you know scared to take that step step towards therapy or step towards, step towards therapy and then after reflection. that step after reflection mm. what, what advice what advice I mean, would I'm you not, guys like i'm not enough, like i don't want to give the impression that i am this I'm this person who's been through all of it and come out the other side and I'm like here. No, but then you have <clears throat> an experience of what you yeah, went yeah, through and yeah, maybe yeah, can, someone else yeah. could relate. You never know. Yeah, like like I said, I can only speak through from my experience and my from what I've read and from what I've consumed from the media and made sense in my head. But my advice is just you you would never know anything until you try. So you mm. can sit there and like wonder, oh, is this good for me? Like is like you can someone might like <clears throat> watch this and be like oh like he went through the same thing maybe that that the same thing will help i don't know maybe it's, it's mm. people are different people are wide different um but i would say like just go for it um but i do understand it's not easy i i i like there was a lot of convincing for me um to to take that step whether it's money or whether it's just me yeah. like i was adamant on thinking oh i can do this by myself for the longest mm. time because I, I always believe that if you ask yourself enough questions, you can solve your own problems. Yeah. And I, I still believe that, even after going therapy. <clears throat> if but you ask, if but you the experience in asking the right questions. The right, exactly, right. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest. But, if you, but like I said, if you... you I, I feel like everyone knows how to solve their own problems in a way. Mm. It's like, but they're just it's, it's hard to navigate but everyone in, in a way knows mm. where this career where this relationship or maybe I would I would <coughs> like tweak that slightly by saying that maybe they don't know how to solve it but they have all the information they need to solve it like I'm a consultant by trade so we have a saying that like if a client needs help yeah or a cl- if a client asks the consultant what's the time we'll ask the client for their watch Meaning that they have what they need. Mm-hmm. We just need to like take what they have and repackage it. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes that's what a therapist helps you do. Yeah. Or they just like yeah. Yeah. It, you you don't go there. I think I think they, they she actually told me. Oh, I'm not here to help you. I'm here to help you help yourself or something mm-hmm. like that. That's like, good. And she's just like, yeah. I've no taken no responsibility. No responsibility. But yeah. Later we're gonna we're gonna do the top ten questions that were asked to them. <laughs> By the I gonna, actually, I was, before I forget, I was gonna say you were saying something about like attaching yourself, like giving yourself a label. Mm. I think that directly correlates to the power of like words and affirmation. Because mm-hmm. you saying you are this is like like for instance, you saying you're anxiously attached, whatever. Mm. Then the more you say, your brain starts to believe. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the power of words. Like if I said, oh, I am confident. If I say it so, if I say it enough times, my brain will believe it. Mm-hmm. Same with saying, "Oh, I'm ugly," or like, "I am not good enough." Mm-hmm. You need to be careful what you say to yourself because if you say it enough times, like I said, your brain will start believing. Mm-hmm. Whether whether you say, "Oh, you can do this," it, it'll, it's all belief anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like like I just wanted to touch on that. It's like the power of words is powerful. Mm-hmm. Is it the power of your words and then your beliefs because they like? Well, yeah, it starts from yeah yeah what you yeah. say to yourself. So just be kind to yourself, man. Yeah, they affect your actions as well. But to yeah. your point on like advice, I, I actually do. Like, I have a, an analogy. <clears throat> I think I've maybe told you this before. That like the best way. So I was um, 
I was quite depressed <clears> for a while, like especially through COVID, like on the back of COVID. I didn't like my job. I didn't like my living situation. I didn't like a lot of things. <clears throat> um, I went, had a bunch of therapists. I did a load of self-reflection and it definitely helped for me to like, just understand, <laughs> did the camera just, nah, yeah, it, it definitely helped for me to just understand myself, understand my situation, what the issues were. Mm. But the only thing that really, really like made a difference was just taking action. Mm. And I, I think you may have said that super, but like I, I would, I would um, like liken it to when I went paragliding. Mm-hmm. So that's basically when you jump off a cliff yeah, with a yeah, yeah with a with yeah. a um, parachute ta- attached to you. So it's yeah. not like skydiving where you are free yeah. falling. Yeah, yeah. But it's terrifying because you are jumping off a cliff and you have these. I did it in Spain, so I have these Spanish guys like shouting, "Run, run, run!" Like, and so I have to like run off the edge of this cliff, and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, <laughs> but they're just pushing me. <laughs> So I think that's the same thing with life. Like I was really scared to jump and fall. So I was like hesitant, but the guy was pushing me. As soon as I actually got off the edge of the cliff, like the parachute kicked in and I was just like Mm -hmm. gliding. And I was like, this honestly summarizes my life. Like I was like running off the edge of the cliff, like super scared. But I was like, I just, I have to get out of the situation. Yeah. As soon as I'm off the edge, I'm like, wow, like life doesn't have to be yeah. you know how it was so yeah. i think taking action not only does it change your situation but it almost like gives it gives you the evidence you need in the future if you're in the <clears> same <throat> situation like should i do this it's like yes because i've gotten through it before i can do it again so yeah. yeah do you reckon just not thinking about it and just poof, just go and go for it or i wouldn't say don't I plan think, like plan i had yeah. a plan like i had savings yeah, i had like yeah. i moved back home i was practical <clears throat> Mm-hmm. But it's almost like taking calculated risks. Like yeah. you cannot change your situation if you're not willing to take any risks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you can do it in a calculated way. Because sometimes even when you plan, there's still you still feel anxious or you're still scared. What if you fall? Mm. But I, 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 yeah, I love what you said. I, I mean, that too. that situation <coughs> explains a lot in terms of yesterday as well. Because you were quite <coughs> nervous about doing the women on a mission <coughs> thing. Yeah. But then when you actually got there, done yeah. it, you were like... I remember you were messaging. Oh, this was this was yeah. quite cool. Yeah, it was cool. At first, you were quite anxious. So yeah, I yeah. mean that's happened so many times to me, man. Like just being anxious and being scared, and then once you do it, like. But that's uh, that little scared. Even 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 before this the action is yeah. Even this podcast, the same thing. Mm, there's a book. I have a bunch of books. <coughs> I don't know if you guys can see it, but like in this uh, bookshelf. We'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a book called "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." And one of the things she says is like the only way, like people always ask like, how do I (coughs) overcome fear and just like do what I want to do? And it's so ironic that the only way to overcome fear is by doing the thing. That's why it's called Mm -hmm. feel the fear and do it anyway. Like if you're scared of roller skating, the only way to overcome your fear is to roller skate. So it's like, if you're scared, it's an indication that you need to do it. So then one day you do it enough times and you're not going to be scared anymore. Yeah. But it's crazy that the fear stops people, so they never yeah. overcome the fear because they never do it's it. It's funny because I have that quote on my phone when, like, I remember on New Year's, or, like the the day before, I was like, "All right, this is these are the words I'm gonna like as a as a kind of like reformation and just to remind myself." But I didn't know there was a book on it. Mm. I just it, I, it's I, feel I, the fear I, and do it anyway. Yeah, quote, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh bad, yeah. It, I heard it somewhere and I was like, mm. that just stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, like I I've always so many things in life and so many the source of happiness or like so many things that I've done was me most of the time coming out of my comfort zone mm. and to do that I was like feeling the fear and doing it anyway I just mm. didn't label it back mm. then I did not but I yeah 
even even with this podcast, even everything I'm doing now is just like feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. Or like not just the fear, feel whatever you're feeling. Mm. If you're sad, if you're happy, if you're excited, feel it, process it, just do it. Mm. It's so easy to say. It's, it's, it's <laughs> easy to say, but like, it's that simple. Like, I used yeah. to hate seeing like cliched stuff like that until oh, I experienced I, it, and I'm like, damn, it is that. Like, it's just, it's just yeah. exactly that. I, I I remember reading somewhere <laughs> that life is simple, but we make it complicated. Mm-hmm. Oh, Naval said like everyone's problem starts because they can't sit down with themselves for twenty minutes. Really? Yeah. And you do an hour of it, so that's 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 it's like it's it's hard because even with like meditation, it's hard. The first five minutes, you're like every the the voices are amplified because it's silent, and then like slowly, slowly, it's it like quiets down. But many people give up when the voices are very loud, and they're like, "Oh, it's not working." But it's it's, you need to go past that phase. Because I remember him (coughs) saying that when you're sitting down meditating, he has a different approach of meditating where he doesn't think. He doesn't want to be in a meditative position in which he's not thinking about anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's like he lets everything that's coming come. And then in like an hour or so of that happening where he's like yeah. thinking all of those thoughts, he finally gets to the actual root problems of what is actually happening in his life. Mm-hmm. And then those are the real things that he needs to get over yeah. to actually, you know, reflect and just be himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he said it or someone else, but <coughs> with the subject of meditation, it's like when you meditate, if like there are topics, <coughs> sorry, if there are topics that are coming into your head, like just as a form of form of distraction, let's say like lighting or camera, you think of them as you'd attach the words into a balloon, like a hot air balloon, and then you'd sort of like let it go, and then mm. a new word would come or a new scenario, or a new thing would come in, and you'd at- attach it to a hot air balloon, and then it would like go, and then well, physically one by. <laughs> That's a lot <laughs> of hot air balloons. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, well, yeah, mentally, and then, um, and then until you clear your head. What, what's your meditative process? <coughs> what What do you like to do? Because I, I know you meditated just before this podcast. I just, I just like calm. It depends on the environment. Like if I like I I did some breath work before we started, but like this environment, like you two are here. Whereas if I were to do it by myself, I would probably put my phone away <coughs> and just just breathe, like count, like inhale, count five times, exhale, count five times, keep doing it, mm-hmm. and then just like try and think of nothing, or like mm-hmm. or like try and think of that w- that makes me calm, like like sounds of like rain or like just raining mm-hmm. outside or something like that. And um, but I yeah I I still struggle with meditation. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do you? I was just going to say, I do have yeah. a method. My favorite way to meditate. So sometimes <coughs> they say you can focus on your like breath. Mm-hmm. I actually like to open the windows and focus on sounds. Mm. But I don't like focus on any one sound. It's almost just like anything that comes in. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. And and then it just like, you know, the, the, the sounds keep moving. And then like after like <coughs> 10 or 20 minutes of doing that, I feel very just like Relax. zen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's. I really like this idea. <coughs> I don't know if it was. I think it was maybe you that I was talking to you about the other the other day. That like nothing is necessarily good or bad. I mm. think we have a habit of attributing good or bad yeah, to I'm, those. It yeah. Was, it was me, yeah. So sometimes I'll hear like a loud horn and think like, oh, it's ruining my meditation. But yeah. after a while, I'm just like, it's just a horn. It's just rain. It's a car. It's a baby. It's a 
and I'm just like aware. It makes me very present as well because mm. I'm super aware of every single sound that's coming in. But I don't label anything good or bad. It just is. It's just a sound. I guess. Know? Does that make you less reactive to other, mm. other things like something just happening straight away? Mm. Would Would that make well, you after actually? Meditation. Yeah. Would I, I mean, because she's <coughs> fo- fo- like getting all of the sounds from everywhere and mm. just relaxing with it. And so imagine something happens like split situation. You actually aren't reacting straight away mm. you have that moment of contemplation you're just like just a sound does that does this is that what i'm saying about asking the right questions because you just help me <laughs> connect dots yeah i think actually having this approach to life generally and yeah. trying not to label things good or bad has made me really i think more um i don't know what the word is but my mood is a bit more stable mm-hmm. so when people say things that might piss someone else off or annoy mm-hmm. someone else i'm like whatever they can say whatever they i think I've realized more that it's a choice to be annoyed by something or to allow something to affect my mood because I'm the one labeling it as annoying <clears> or an, like rude or just like whatever. They said I, what they said and I'll just keep it moving. Like I, I have a question. Mm. So for both of you, um, so you're saying you, let's say someone annoys you and then, but you have trained yourself not to be annoyed and carry on with your life. Right. But, is that suppressing how you naturally feel your natural emotions mm. and does that get like does that get like suppressed enough and then one day it's just going to come out in the form of anger or like you shout that, at someone that is true that is true that's a good question because that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a really good question like i was i don't know when i was thinking i think a lot and i don't know when i was thinking this and i was just like surely people who are calm and no one's calm all the time and mm. no, no one can be in one state of emotion all the time but like people who are like generally happy and like do this and do that surely there are because we've seen so many people who who seem happy on the outside but then later on something happens they're like oh you you were so happy or why Mm. like you can't his actions doesn't match his persona or like what we perceive of him but it's do you think like people that practice kind of has a negative effect in terms of like suppressing your natural emotions i i think that in terms of <coughs> what you're saying i think you if you have like an outlet that let's say sports like people go gym mm. um people do some other stuff like zen meditation or something i think having that little outlet would help them so there's always going to have to be a little <coughs> outlet for you to have that because as you said no one no one can be calm like 24 7 all the time you know what when you said that it made me think of something um like i don't think any emotions are necessarily good or bad mm-hmm. i think you have to feel unpleasant emotions because it's almost like um an indicator of, for something so like if you're disappointed it's not to say like don't feel your disappointment it's like i think just again taking the time to reflect and ask like why are you disappointed mm-hmm. so i wouldn't ignore the disappointment but i'd be like do i am i justified because usually when you're disappointed for example it's because someone's like let down your expectation mm-hmm. so first of all you might ask yourself like was i justified in having that expectation did that person commit to meeting that expectation and if all those things are true then you should be disappointed but it's also like it's not sitting in that n- unpleasant emotion it's like doing something about it mm-hmm. if you're angry likewise it's like it's not bad to be angry it's like why are you angry what are you gonna do with it? just don't don't just like sit in anger and become an angry person i think yeah. that's when it's like bad 
I guess basically like yeah just do something I'm the guru like, here nah. guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guru here <laughs> I'm the captain now <laughs> I just realized you might have to face your like face because that, that camera yeah, is nah, that's fine. Oh, okay sorry sorry but yeah it's a it's a question I've always wanted to ask actually mm. and um, whenever this topic comes up because I'm just curious yeah no because if you suppress it too much there's uh, there's bound to be a time in which you're gonna explode I mean, even Jesus got angry. Like, so you guys don't read the Bible, but do you know that story when Jesus like flipped and saw people selling in the temple, and he just like flipped tables. He was going crazy, saying, "Don't sell in the temple." (laughs) Jesus needs to go there. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, even he got angry, meaning like, you know, he's supposed to be the most like Zen person or just the most the best example of how we should live. And yeah. he used anger in the right way, like when it's the right time to express anger. Yeah. It's just, it's not a bad emotion. It's just you don't want to become that all the time. Yeah. So, so the happiness, the the key to happiness, from what we have learned, be vulnerable, go inwards, look inwards, mm-hmm. um, see a therapist. If you, I mean, if I you think can, I, yeah. I think the main thing that I'm getting out of this is. No. <coughs> asking the right questions to yourself yeah, yeah. that that is the main thing that i well for for me i'm getting out of this yeah i yeah. feel like therapists need i feel like they see a therapist themselves as well <laughs> a therapist, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah do you, uh, do you reckon no, do you, I, I, I think like they will need it can't do their own hair no, yeah. no, i know a therapist they need. do they do yeah no because yeah. like obviously i know they're there and just listening to other people's stuff but do you reckon like they sometimes get emotionally affected by yeah. who they are like yeah. you know they're humans they have emotions if anything they they learn how to feel emotions mm. more than anything because uh, they see thousands of people with so m- so much trauma so much stuff there's so bound much baggage, to be some yeah. yeah so much baggage there's bound to be some kickback and something that will affect oh, them well as well i also want to say i feel like there's a stigma where if you go to therapy you're like seen as a weak person mm. or like mm. Yeah, actually, I, I won't talk about this. Um, and not not only that, it's just you don't. I I feel like you don't have to be mentally broken or like you don't have to you don't have to be to a point where you ha- you're on the verge of breakdown mm. to go see a therapist. Like if you start if you're ill, you're not gonna wait until you have infection. It develops into an infection to go see a doctor. <laughs> 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 you why you're laughing. Why? Hey, what what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? What? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, you you don't need to wait until like prevention is always better than cure, mm-hmm. and the sooner you go, the better. I yeah. But I think because of the fact that nowadays, like more and more people are going, it's much more better. It's uh, it's much more accepting environment mm-hmm. yeah. everywhere for <coughs> people to be going to therapy as oh well. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for like I've told people I'm going to therapy and people are normally supportive of that. Yeah, I, I I feel like people I've met people who've gone to therapy. Um, and I, the way I speak to them and the way un- they understand me and vice versa is completely different to a person who hasn't gone therapy, if that makes sense. He's looking at me all the time, he's like, <laughs> like some person that <laughs> hasn't been there. <laughs> 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 Next to me, <laughs> yeah, I'd like, it's, it's now, I guess, I guess because obviously you guys have been through the same situations, it's much more easier to connect and <coughs> understand each other in terms of that yeah but yeah on your point though that um 
like going to therapy, being vulnerable makes you weak. There's another book. I read a lot of books. No, it's, it's deemed as deemed. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not you saying it, yeah, but yeah. they, the internet. Yeah. Sometimes whoever yeah, says that, they? They, they again. Who's they, man? No, they need to shut up. On that, like, there's this book called Daring Greatly, and this woman called Brene Brown. Have you heard of her? Um, no. No, you're not in like so. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, and her whole thing is about vulnerability and how it's actually like the opposite of weak. It takes mm. a lot of courage, as you were saying, because yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I, I think it definitely yeah. does. Mm. To be vulnerable with yourself takes a lot of courage as well. Mm. But to be vulnerable in front of other people that mm. takes a lot, a lot of courage. Because yeah. not because me. <laughs> yeah, not literally. No. And I feel like being vulnerable. <clears throat> Being vulnerable teaches you to get out of your comfort zone and getting out of your comfort zone teaches you to be vulnerable, mm. you know? And um, yeah, I think it's a skill though. Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, it wasn't really encouraged when I was a child. So back, that always back to childhood. So mm-hmm. yeah. now I'm like having to deal with that discomfort. Whereas there's someone yeah. who's always asked like, what's wrong, you okay? Like, you know, express your feelings might have just worked yeah. that skill more. Mm-hmm. But you're like, Slightly triggered or when I I have a kid, Mm. I'm gonna be the therapist. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but the thing is, now obviously, back in the day, and the people that grew up in those ages, they never really had enough information to be like, Mm. okay, you know what, um, you have to, yeah, exactly. So, to show emotions like that Mm. was frowned upon, um, so we can't really be fully (coughs) saying that it's their fault because that's the only way they, they were living, and that's the only way that they know that they've been living right so that would naturally carry down to the other person and then yeah. obviously after the other person it gets ooh. passed down do you remember why i said parents needs to go therapist mm-hmm. to see to, to or need to go therapy and that's exactly why because mm-hmm. it gets passed down and then passed down and yeah but i have a question for me for both of you because yeah. i'm a woman so i feel like <clears throat> Part of them, femininity is being vulnerable. Like if a woman cries, yeah, you're a woman on a mission. I'm a woman <laughs> on a mission. Yes, I'm a woman on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like with women or like feminine people, it's easier to, it's more accepted for us to be vulnerable and for like a woman to cry. And it's like, but for guys, sometimes there's like this toxic masculinity. And there's like, do you feel like it's harder for you guys to be? Personally, I feel like I'm past that, man. I would cry uh, right here if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I've cried in front of people. Yeah. I've cried in, like, out here. Yeah. I'm just past that, man. I nah. think I got to a point where there was, like, I need to let it out. Mm. And it's just like, now it's just, like, I'll cry. If I cry in front of you, I'll, like, if I feel like crying, I'll cry. Like, mm. yeah. I mean, I... I think it's a bit of both. I do get honest. your point, though. I, yeah. I get your point. I think for me, it's a bit of both. Because for me, I do struggle to uh, be vulnerable in front of other people. Because for me, I, I've never really been that person. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> by <laughs> by, <laughs> by everyone, everyone keeps <laughs> sending shots at me. I remember. To, I, I've cried yeah. on the phone with them. Yeah. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I've, like, have you guys... Actually, I'll, I'll ask this after you've answered it. Yeah. No, I mean, I think for me, like, Mm. it's not really the pressure of, I wouldn't say it's not the pressure of, but I I do struggle to kind of like be vulnerable in front of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I feel like there, it takes a lot of energy and courage to not be vulnerable at the same time, be vulnerable Mm -hmm. as well. But do you think it's harder to be vulnerable because you were just Ang and that's just you? Or because you think it will like 
impact your masculinity or how people see you as a man or it's just your personality Ooh. <laughs> this is my therapy session right now um i don't know because um i guess it's a bit of both i feel like maybe there is a part of me that is scared to be vulnerable in front of other people because i i not necessarily because i'm a man not necessarily because of that but just in general just being vulnerable in front of other people it just really hard for me mm. just just for for that reason mm. but I, to to be honest with you i've never really thought sat down and thought about these kind of things i i normally just as i keep on saying to you guys i normally just brush everything off i'm the type of guy that something happens i'm just like oh, you know what done Thanks. you know what just leave it <laughs> just leave it out and eventually eventually i'll have to kind of like you know sit down and think about these kind of things because you know getting into deeper topics is something that you have to do define yourself um just at the moment it's just taking a lot of yeah it's it's gonna be a situation in which it will but i don't know i've never yeah like like you said i've never not cried or like failed to open up because of the fact that i'm a man yeah it's more like oh i'm not ready or if it's the person yeah like i've never thought of it that way so yeah it's crazy because i think that whole like masculine like masculine (coughs) trope or like masculine figure is men putting on other men like as a woman i I do i do see that a lot online and with other people i just i've just never thought of it that way like Mm. oh like i need to be strong because i I need if i'm if i feel like i need to like again like if i need to feel like i need to cry or if i need to be this is the most vulnerable thing i can do right now speak Mm. about going to therapy therapy and doing all this and the reason why i didn't do it before was not because because oh i'm a man and like this is not what we're supposed it's just Mm. i've just never had an opportunity or like you reckon it's a societal (coughs) pressure though like how other people other 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 people people would perceive it i like i i know people personally i know people and i've seen people and i've seen the comment like like the social commentary on that that's based on this topic and it's real like even to this day um which which to that i say like that shouldn't happen i think because then you're just limiting yourself and you can't fully express yourself until you're vulnerable Mm. and ang and i were talking about this earlier as well like in a relationship i'm starting to learn that a a romantic relationship is really just a companionship like at the heart of it because that like you know sexual attraction eventually will wear off can only go for so long yeah exactly but like the companionship can only happen if you're willing to share that part of yourself with someone else Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you don't know that part of yourself and you haven't explored it yourself, yeah. how can you share it with someone else? Yeah. I was thinking like, uh, I was thinking like, I think it was yesterday after talking, well, when was it that we spoke? Thursday, yeah. <coughs> and we're still, we were speaking about like relationship and stuff and you know how there's a saying, someone when someone gets in a relationship and you're like, I want this, I want to, I need this relationship or the person who I'm in relationship to be in line with my purpose mm-hmm. and when what the, what that means is that if you don't know your purpose or if you don't know where you're heading and but if you're in a relationship how do you what does that mean when you don't know what your purpose really mm. is now how do you know if this person's the right for you mm-hmm. what if like you get into a relationship everything's good but then you find a purpose and then mm-hmm. i don't know why you're laughing <laughs> it keeps on going pointing <laughs> over here <laughs> i think we need to switch places man <laughs> 
it's it's um it's interesting to to it's an interesting discussion. Mm. I think it's true though. Like I met this guy who oh. went from being an IT consultant oh. and now he's about to be in a Disney Plus show. Oh, oh. So shout Ooh. out to him. He's like forty shout something in the last year, quit his job, pursued acting, now he's about to be on Disney Plus, so a huge change. But he had to get divorced in the process because his wife is a lawyer and she's like, <clears throat> Why the hell are you like like what are you doing like this is not not this isn't what she agreed to so i get both sides but now he's discovered something he's passionate about he's in like he's in his like i guess middle of his life and he he knows what he wants the rest of his life to look like he's not going to be held back Mm -hmm. so it's like you kind of i guess it's helpful to know what you want to pursue so your partner knows almost like what they're signing up for as well so do you think someone should know themselves first and know who they are and what their goals are before they get into a relationship. Not not their goals, but I, th- I, th- I think knowing yourself first would be the ideal situation in which you can get into a relationship mm. with someone. Um, in w- and then when you know yourself, you can be yourself. And then when you can be yourself with the other partner, mm. like the other person, then that's where the true relationship and you know the building blocks start. Mm. When you're not comfortable with yourself and you're just you know still but trying to figure it out i have a question um so you say oh it's better to do everything after you knowing yourself right but not everything okay not, not everything yeah, yeah. yeah but it's better to like let's say for instance in the perfect world it's better to know yourself know what you mm-hmm. want and then get into a relationship or like or like know what you want to do and then get into that career but people change uh people people change every every like you know people change people evolve um so when does someone actually know themselves they might think they know themselves and they know who we are who they are but it's like five years after they're completely different maybe Mm. that's like do you know yeah but the thing is when do you when do you know like how do you know that you are this person you are who like how do you know how do you how do you know that you're not going to change after five years after all the life experiences you're going to have between those years Mm. you don't you don't yeah so you never know who you are then i mean at, at that moment in time, who you are is going to be. I disagree, but I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, you should. In life, you're going to be changing all the time, right? You're going to be changing as an individual. You're going to be growing, and stuff. But at that point, point in time, when you're secure and you know who you are, yeah, you're not. I don't know how to explain it. You, you I take know what you're saying thing. though. Um. Oh, just I lost my train of thought. I was gonna say before. I was gonna say uh, no. I, my question was, how do you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, so I feel like I have like literally in the past month, yeah. I think I have a greater sense of who I am, mm-hmm. and a greater sense <laughs> of security, um, because I've just tried things. Like I, I literally made a list called like, let's make life more interesting, and it's a list of things I like doing or I thought I'd like doing, and I'm just like trying it. Mm-hmm. I did an acting class the other day and after that I signed up to another acting like a full five week acting course after that who knows what's going to happen and I could like my whole life could shift and I could just start getting in movies and you know I mean hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> um, but yeah I think the only way you know who you are is if you try things and see how you like naturally respond to things um, and now I know what I like what I don't like because I've tried it and I have like evidence to suggest like I like this thing or I don't it's a trial and error yeah 
I think it's also like knowing who you want to be as well and like partly responding but also like creating who you want to be mm. I like that creating who you want to be yeah mm. you yeah but yeah that I it looks like you yeah. just had a full on therapy yeah. session <laughs> <laughs> how long has it been I, I don't know it's been an hour if I'm not wrong I forgot to time keep but I don't know what time we started but I think it's, it's, it's kind of been an hour should we wrap it up in like five minutes yeah that was good. I feel like I've gotten yeah, a lot okay. out. I've gotten a lot, you know, off my chest. Okay. Cool. And um, I was in like full. I'm, I'm, I'm just contemplation mode because, as I said, I'm. I've normally been that person to kind of like just brush everything off, and I normally don't go really deep in in any type of situation. So, for me, obviously, I I need to get better at that, and I guess that's the vulnerability that I need to explore a bit more about myself. Yeah, and, yeah. and don't don't force yourself. Like push yourself, but like let it also come naturally. Come, to you. come naturally. And don't like force yourself if you're yeah. not ready. That's what. That's why I'm not trying to. For- yeah. <laughs> that's why I've not been doing it. I guess also, it's. There's a there's a difference between not forcing yourself and shying like away from pass- it. Yeah, being mm. passive and like. Yeah, but I I feel like I've gotten to the stage where I've been passive, to <coughs> to a point where I've been passive. So maybe I might try out a therapy session or two. Maybe just to to see. You yeah, just know test the water and stuff. I think mm. you will know. Yeah. Did you know, like, when oh, when you wanted to? Yeah. Like yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been a very vulnerable conversation. <laughs> I think yeah. I think you have shared some stuff that. I think I, I feel like I learned quite a lot to be honest yeah. with you. Mm. Um, and people listening, watching can learn as well. I I feel like uh, this is the most vulnerable I've been as well. Mm. Um. And like I said, I'm still learning to be vulnerable. I am still doing everything I can to like push myself out of my comfort zone, um, so I can achieve more things mm. and not shy away from. Basically, I want to sacrifice my like sh- sacrifice like me getting out of comfort zone to achieve things. Like sacrifice your comfort almost. Oh yeah, sacrifice my comfort. Mm. So. If, because if I don't, I feel like what I want to achieve will be the sacrifice. Mm, yeah. um, I'm gonna click for that. That's good. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like <laughs> this is kind of corny, but like it's like growing pains. Like you can't like if you wanna like yeah. grow muscles, if you wanna learn something, there's always gonna be that discomfort before you. Hundred percent. Like mm. I am. I remember doing this podcast for the first time, and even like coming back like after like being absent for like three years and this is me coming out of the co- as soon as the camera's on I am uncomfortable mm. Mm. and I know <laughs> it doesn't look like it I, I, I feel like you're yeah. unco- like it, it is there but it's, it's it's more like feeling uncomfortable mm. embracing mm-hmm. feeling the fear and doing it anyway and doing it anyway yeah mm. that's that's exactly how I was like first first time like, even just uploading and going on YouTube I'm like shit what are the people gonna think yeah yeah I was yeah and just felt it and did it anyway. Yeah, so uh, I know that you want to get your podcast started as well very soon. Um, I mean, fingers crossed. Look out for Women on a Mission podcast. <laughs> women like, women on a Mission podcast. Is that, is that, the, is that what, what it's going to be called? I mean, I that, mean that we're speaking with Women name. on a Mission. Like, I am pretty sure there's a podcast that's called Women on a Mission. No. I, no, there has to be. Well, we're Women on a Mission 2.0. <laughs> 2.0. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like, I mean, no one had sour candy. I don't know if they still have sour candy, but I did look up sour candy. Mm. But I feel like our, the algorithm is against us now because we haven't posted anything. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, now, before when when you type Sour Candy Lie on YouTube, our video would come up first. Yeah, like, oh. it'd, like, yeah. It'd be like top five or top six. Now, it's like uh, don't worry about it. We're gonna get back up there. Yeah, back, <laughs> We're gonna like, get back yeah. up there. I feel like you guys are super relatable as well. Oh yeah. So I feel yeah. like people would say, mm. like, I relate like to yeah and I, I like being like nice like i have changed from the last episode <coughs> which was three years ago to now and i have like evolved as a person mentally and and it feels like a weight off my shoulders like just being vulnerable and just this is just who i am mm-hmm. and it's nice that's all i can say okay. is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up i mean i, I think we covered mo- most things um but yeah it was it was really good for me yeah. like you know i i feel like i've learned like a lot Kinda of things it feels like a therapy session mm-hmm. exactly yeah. it was like a therapy session when she was bombarding me with the questions <laughs> i was just like whoa whoa whoa, whoa what, what's going on here but no that was that was amazing that was amazing um and, I, and i've seen the growth that you've had over the years and i'm really proud of you and i keep on going keep on going yeah. trying to figure I'm out who friends you. like ang in my life <laughs> <laughs> so we're not friends now. <laughs> That's so funny. I need friends like Aang. Like, hey, what's funny. going on? Everyone's just shooting shots. <laughs> he, he's like pointing out oh, like this guy. But, oh, like friends like him. <laughs> nah, but yeah, nah. Um, and yeah, so in terms of your podcast, good luck with that. Thank you. When do you know, do you know when you want to start it or? I need help. We're here really okay <laughs> well, i'll take you up on that um we're gonna do more events first meet each other get comfortable yeah. with each other and then start to like once they hear cool stories yeah then start to bring people on yeah i definitely need more motivated friends like phoebe, phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's been it's been fun mm. as long as yeah it's it's been really fun um thanks for having us well, thanks for having oh, me. Thanks for having exactly. Oh, yeah. This apartment looks beautiful, by the way. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks. I wish you guys could see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's thanks. amazing. But yeah, thanks for <coughs> thanks for being on the show. Hopefully, it's not the first time. Oh, sorry, it's not. You. Sorry. It's <laughs> 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 yeah. You know I'm rusty. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Honestly, thank you for um, sharing, opening your doors opening, to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like sharing, and um, I like. I've only known you for like two weeks, I mm. think, and the first conversation was really powerful. Mm. I was like, "Yeah, we need to, we need to have, need to have, we need to do this here." <coughs> but yeah, thank you, and um, thank you as well for coming along and doing this with me. And thank you for everyone who's watching, so watching or listening. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know how we can improve. And like, comment, subscribe. Tell your dad tell your mom tell your aunties (laughs) and uncles and your boyfriends and yeah just thank you thanks yeah and that being said i think it's a wrap guys yeah (coughs) cool that was amazing yeah